I had an experience in a hospice ward where two adult daughters were bathing their mom in Dr. Hauschka, which is a product I sold years earlier in Wicklow. It's the German beautiful natural line where they grow their own rose and lavender on these biodynamic farms and then they make beautiful products and so these girls were bathing their mom in the Hauschka lavender bath and I could smell it down the hallway it just it had a profound effect on me and they said it was their mom's favorite line and that her last bath was this was her wish Clean beauty expert Beth Walker was next sent down a path that led her to become the highly respected makeup artist she is today. While attending holistic esthetician school and working at natural wellness boutique Pharmaca, in 2014, Beth met some of the yoga journal staff who often shop there. Thanks to that chance encounter, today Beth is our resident makeup artist, and she's worked on hundreds of faces, including the revered reverend Paula Stone Williams, author of the forthcoming book, As a Woman, What I Learned About Power, sex, and the patriarchy after I transitioned. For Yoga Journal, I'm Lindsay Tucker, and this is The Yoga Show. In the U.S., the FDA has only banned or restricted 11 toxic chemicals from cosmetics. Meanwhile, EU law bans more than 1,300 from things like makeup, toothpaste, and shampoo that are linked to cancer, genetic mutation, reproductive harm, and birth defects. Because the United States government favors businesses over global health, it's up to us to do our research about what goes on our skin, which is our largest organ, and into our bodies. That's where Beth Walker comes in. Producer Aviv Rubenstein and I were on set with Beth for the first time in December 2019 for the Elizabeth Gilbert Jen Pasteloff cover shoot in New York City. It's impossible not to notice Beth's calming presence, how at ease she makes everyone immediately feel, especially those in her chair. Through our work together, Beth has become a dear friend, and we're thrilled to welcome her to the show today. It's a very special show, because it's our last for a while. The yoga show is taking a hiatus. In the meantime, tune into our sister podcast, The Practice. And if you want to keep up with me and Aviv, follow our forthcoming podcast, Lyrics for Lunch, on socials and at lyricsforlunch.com. And don't forget about Yoga Journal's member-exclusive experience, where you can find award-winning content from the world's leading wellness experts. Learn more at yogajournal.com slash activepass. So without further ado, here's Beth. All right. Hi, Beth. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Aviv. Hello. So fun to be here with you both. It's so great for us to be here with you. No one ever says hi to me. I well, just you're... did. I know. That's <laughs> what I'm saying is you, you're the best. Beth has been working with Yoga Journal even before my time. Yeah, for a long time. I have since... Since the Yoga Journal came to Boulder when they were acquired by AIM, I soon into that I came on the scene. Okay. So that's that's since 2014, I think, or thereabouts. It's been great. Yeah, that was like one year before I got involved. So ever since then we've been working together. I mm-hmm. would say that you're our resident makeup artist. You Thank do you. the cover shoots with us. You came to New York with us last year. Which was my first shoot. That's when we first met. Yes. So wonderful. So wonderful. So that was the Elizabeth Gilbert and Jennifer Pasteloff shoot. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which was great also, times. Also yeah. the first. Uh, also the first episode of this podcast. Well, the first one that we recorded, but 
we didn't release it. Yeah. So Beth, what do you remember most from that shoot? It was like cramming a week into a day. <laughs> yeah. Meeting Jen and Elizabeth for the first time was like meeting old friends. Very yeah. down to earth, very easy to connect with. And then I remember Aviv in the mix. Who is this guy? He's hilarious. He, this is uh, you, not what this podcast should be about. It's true, though. <laughs> so funny. It's so important to have funny people on set because they break the ice. And we had a lot to do that day. A lot, yeah, a lot. Really and so having, you were an important part to it, Aviv. I just want to say that. Thank you, Beth. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And <laughs> I'm happy to say that from that moment on, I've been great pals with Jen mm -hmm. and I've actually hired her as my coach, my mentor. And so that's been going really well, which I highly recommend. She's brilliant. Yeah. So Jen Pasteloff is the author of On Being Human. She's done a lot of work for Yoga Journal. Um, she's been on this podcast, as we mentioned. She was on the cover. Um, and so she has a personal coaching business that really kind of took off during COVID because she wasn't able to do in-person retreats. And so, um, Beth, you started coaching with Jen during COVID. I did. It was not during lockdown, not at least lockdown here, probably lockdown in California, but certainly COVID era counseling <laughs> yeah. or mentoring. And it has wrapped up, but the gift keeps on giving every day. There's something where I can attribute it to my in-depth conversations with Jen. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you think? What's one takeaway that comes to your mind? So she's, she's my accountability coach. Mm -hmm. And one of the big things that I've needed help with is being seen, like doing this. For example, I would have ran from this just stupid bullshit stories as Jen would say. Mm -hmm. Some of it's cultural though. I, and it's an Irish thing where although there are some extremely famous rock and rollers and poets and authors and actors from Ireland, as a nation, especially I think as a female, I would play small or quiet. We'd be quite quiet people unless we have a few oh. drinks. And so I haven't drank since 2015 and I have been met with memories that I had as a teenager before I picked up a glass of alcohol of being shy. And so my career has exploded. I am so grateful and yet the shyness keeps getting in my way. And so that is a huge thing that Jen has helped me work with, work through. And it's, I'm not perfect, but I've come forward in leaps and bounds with her help. It's so interesting because I would never categorize you as shy. I'm a people person. I adore people and I love meeting people. So I'm never shy in person, but cameras, mm -hmm. stills, motion, recordings, this kind of thing. I shrink. So yeah. I'm like that too, though. I don't like to. I see it. I see this in you and I. <laughs> yeah. So the fact that you're doing this is so inspiring to me. Look how far you've come, Lens. Well done. Yeah, you too, though. I mean, thank you. Um, I'm so excited for your career and all of the work that you've done with Yoga Journal. You know, thank having you. you on set is always such a pleasure. Thank you, and Lens. I know um, 
you know, Jen and Liz both loved you and couldn't stop talking about how wonderful you were. Because <laughs> um, I think you really have a way of like when you're in the makeup chair and someone's touching your face, that's kind of personal. Someone's right mm-hmm. up in your business. Mm-hmm. But I feel that you have such a calming demeanor and also because you're so knowledgeable. So I also want you to get a chance to talk about the products that you use because I think that's a lot, a huge part of how you're able to put people in the chair in such ease. You talk to them about the product and and you really understand what's going to work for their skin. Mm-hmm. The, the, the whole clean beauty movement is very near and dear to my heart. And I went off the path a few years ago. I was lured in to pro discounts with some big name brands like Mac and so on. And it definitely affected how I worked with people. I felt embarrassed working with a yoga, a vegan, a yogi, and I'm pulling out trays and trays of NARS and Mac and ingredients that I just don't stand by. And so... It was a short stint. I gave it all away and I'm wholeheartedly back into clean beauty. And I feel like this might sound very woo-woo, but I feel like there's a better vibration with clean beauty than mainstream. You're right. It does sound (laughs) woo-woo. I'm okay with (laughs) woo-woo. What is clean beauty and why is it better than... Mac, right? Mac's a big company. They what 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 could they possibly be doing wrong? Why is it better to buy this other small product rather than like this thing that's been around for 50 years? Great question. Thank you. So, clean beauty is it's, it's a the big picture would be from source, so where the products are either mined like mica, which sustainably sourced mica is best. And what, what I mean Mica is a mineral that creates a beautiful glow to foundation, and it's often a base in eyeshadows. It it can be mined by kids, so not a good thing. It's not 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 a clean ingredient when it's not sustainably sourced. There are brands that are all about sustainably sourced or synthetic synthetic mica, which is non harmful chemicals. So clean beauty would encapsulate from source to finish. So a product that has sustainably sourced ingredients, packaging. It's a smaller company, a lot of indie brands. So it's very, very easy to plug into and feel part of the scene. So I'm, a fr- I'm friends with a lot of founders of clean beauty lines, which makes it more meaningful to work with their lines, with their products. Um, non-harmful ingredients aviv so toxic ingredients are found in plenty of mainstream skincare and cosmetic brands like power the parabens which are a number of them are banned in europe but they're still found here and i'm gonna say that i think there's like 1900 ingredients that are banned in europe that are allowed in ours yeah there's a lot and it's not to say that it's super squeaky clean in europe either there's plenty of things that are not nice but some very toxic ones are not allowed here and i just i don't feel right using these products on people's faces even for just a photo shoot a once-off it just isn't in alignment with my beliefs and so I am all in clean beauty and it's it's quite a fun ride. So what are some of your favorite products and brands? So 
I cherry pick from a lot of different lines. I like a little of a lot of things. Ilia would be one. The Ilia mascara is hands down the best clean beauty mascara out there. And oftentimes it's the one product that someone will try first that opens them up to clean beauty. And I can't tell you how many times I've met someone who says, I started with Ilia mascara and they're all in. Ask me, ask me a product that you're interested in and I'll tell sure. you my favorite. So you give me the CC cream, right? That Juice Beauty Juice one? Beauty CC cream. So they use SPF via zinc and titanium. So it's a physical block as opposed to a chemical block, which is, say, Neutrogena. Neutrogena SPF moisturizer. That Those ingredients are absorbed into your skin and have a chemical reaction that bounces UV rays. Mm. And it's found in our blood, in our urine. It's found in, say, a baby's umbilical cord and breast milk. It's not good. It's an endocrine disruptor. And things like oxybenzone, which is a chemical sunscreen, is now banned in Hawaii because of the damage it's doing to their precious coral reef. So that's just a little eye-opener there, to say the Mm -hmm. least, about what this does to our system and our environment. Mm -hmm. So Juice Beauty, love it. Yeah, I really enjoy that. And I have the Ilia and um, the 100% Pure. Oh, so wonderful. Yeah, Bay Area founded. A lot of them are California or East Coast. So I'm just waiting for someone to do it out here in Colorado. Why don't you? Mm, I don't don't think it's my calling to found a cosmetic line. There are other things coming my way, but I'm all into supporting people who do it, but it's not my, my thing. So as, as a, as a Beth evangelist, I can say anyone in the in the Colorado area, if you're listening and you're interested in starting a sustainable beauty line, call Beth and she can he- consult. I will help you. She can help. I will help you. I'll tell you what not to put in it. <laughs> so you said you've been doing clean beauty now. You've been back, sort of back on the train? Yeah. So okay. I, how this all started was in my early 20s, I lived, I grew up in a small fishing town south of Dublin called Wicklow, Wicklow Town. And my parents were homeopaths and naturopaths, so natural medicine all the way. And I was very drawn to natural health stores as a result. It was my, it was comfortable. I knew a lot of what they were selling. And so one of my jobs in my early 20s was in a health food store, downtown Wicklow. And that's where I first came into contact with some natural beauty lines like Dr. Hauschka or Laverna. And it was the the very big turning point to realizing that there's such a thing as dirty ingredients. I knew plenty about dirty ingredients in candy and so on, but not, (laughs) that was one of my, my dad's big thing was ingredients, additives. E-numbers e are called in Europe, E-numbers. Oh. Certain ones we were never allowed to have, like red food dye. Anyway. Really? Wait, 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 wait. I'm like very into Swedish fish. <laughs> so red food dye, and this is, this is the red food dye in Europe. I'm sure they're the same, but I, I have to just tell you, I don't really know. But red food dye can trigger hy- hyperactivity and 
cray cray behavior. (laughs) (laughs) So it just wasn't something that my parents would seek out. So yeah. 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 And so I, yeah. And so it made sense then to me that there was this whole scene of clean ingredients, like body lotions, hand creams, yada, yada, yada. Makeup wasn't a big thing then The clean beauty makeup world is newer. So back in 2002, two and 2001 and two, when I was in Wicklow, it was all about really the body care and a few things like mascara, but nothing, nothing big. But it was the beginning of my path of being interested in holistic, clean beauty and mm-hmm. reading ingredient lists. And I, I would get on and off the path. And so I was off the path few years into being a freelance makeup artist because I really needed a lot more product and I couldn't get access to clean beauty discounts and it's not cheap unfortunately yeah. to buy a whole full full price so my mac pro discount came in handy and yeah. I stocked up and I felt horrible about it <laughs> I used to use Mac in high school. That was all the rage. Everyone yeah, had oh, yeah. Mac Compact. Yep, yep. And it, and I, I have to say, I don't judge anyone who uses it. And I have plenty of dear makeup artist friends that that's part of their kit and all the power to them. Just for me, it it's different. I can only speak to me. Yeah. But I try not to make anyone feel shit about using Mac yeah. Am I am I bad for cursing? Yep. No. <laughs> I'm Irish. We curse. Okay, so tell me a little bit about the vegan movement in makeup. So the vegan movement in makeup would be beeswax free and red dye, actually. Here we go again, red dye. There's a a, a carmine beetle. It's a, a a beetle that has this very rich red pigment that would be used in some clean beauty lines. Those that are vegan would be sourcing their red from say beetroot, like a hundred percent pure. Some, some clean beauty brands aren't all vegan, but they, they make it well known which in the line would be vegan friendly. And so it's easy for me to put my hands on different products. If say I have a vegan in my chair, You've said you've noticed a difference on with like the demeanor, the vibrations of of your the people in your chair, the models, just like kind of a better mood on set now that you're committed to this clean makeup movement. What do you, what do you attribute that to? That I'm more myself. I'm not protect. I never planned on being a makeup artist. This just happened. Yes, this just happened. Doing makeup with products I don't even like didn't bring out my authentic self. It felt like, what the heck am I doing here? Pulling in things I really believe in is an opportunity for me to, A, talk about it, but I just feel more me and therefore I have an easier time connecting with people. So does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So you said it just happened. So how did how did? Okay. So my studies in Ireland were to do with holistic nutrition. I come over to the states to visit my twin sister Sally in two thousand and four, 
as and I stay for a summer. I'm a nanny. And lo and behold, I fall in love. I return to Ireland and my future husband comes back to Ireland, gets me and I'm back in the States. It's a long story, but it, it catapulted me into life in America, which was never planned. And I was a, I had a child. I had Aiden when he, when I was 26. So stay at home mom for a few years. And then I started working in senior care and hospice and there's more to the story there, but in a nutshell, I had an experience in a hospice ward where two adult daughters were bathing their mom in Dr. Hauschka, which is a product I sold years earlier in Wicklow. It's the German beautiful natural line where they grow their own rose and lavender on these biodynamic farms and then they make beautiful products and so these girls were bathing their mom in the Hauschka lavender bath and I could smell it down the hallway it just it had a profound effect on me and they said it was their mom's favorite line and that her last bath was this was her wish and it just it had this it, it 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 had me thinking that I wanna I wanna work with the products that I really believe in. How do I get from being a caregiver, non-medical caregiver, to that holistic esthetician school? And so the plan was I was going to get my license and work with women going through treatment and then hospice. I'll volunteer. And I got derailed. And so I say this because I I, I I want to get back to that. It's just taking a bit longer because I've I've deviated a bit, but not in vain. This is all going towards something else. I just don't know quite what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, so I got, while I was finishing up in school, I worked for a place in Boulder, which actually happens to be dotted down the coast of California. It's called Pharmaca founded in Boulder. And so I worked there for years and I befriended some of the staff from the yoga journal who would shop there, like Tasha. Mm -hmm. So she would come in to buy products for photo shoots and it just opened up this conversation about me, holistic esthetician. Yes, I do makeup, blah, blah, blah. Well, my twin sister and her good friend co-founded a spa in Boulder and they started doing photo shoots with the yoga journal. And so there was that nice overlap of my sisters working with the people I've already befriended. And they no longer were in a position to do those shoots. And I stepped in and it turned into another shoot and another shoot. And so I started taking more and more time off my shifts at Pharmaca and then decided, I'm just going to see where this goes. I'm all in. Wow. Wow. And so I quit at Pharmaca and from there, here I am. I've worked on hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of faces, people from all different walks of life with all kinds of brands, big and little. And I love it. Who's your favorite face? Pick a favorite. It's very difficult to pick <laughs> favorites. No, we're not going to let you. You have to say one <laughs> face that you've worked on is, best, is the best face. <laughs> I have to say, I felt very happy working with a pastor called Paula Williams. Paula came out 
as transgender in her early 60s, and I got to do makeup for her book. And when we first met, I she was very, she seemed shy around me, not necessarily into makeup. In fact, she said makeup was an was a necessary evil. And oh. so I enjoyed working with her and having her open up and warm to me. And I love seeing the images because I just, I know what went into that day. And it was a great honor to be a part of it. So when was that? That was about six months ago. Because mm, I feel like I saw you right after that. Okay. And you yeah. told me about it. She's a good one. What is her book called? Do you know? Lynn's It's Right Up Your Alley. Oh, yeah. It's called As a Woman, What I Learned About Power, Sex, and the Patriarchy After I Transitioned. Yep. <laughs> she has a great TED Talk, too. Ooh, I love TED Talks. I'll send it to you. She's a good one. Yeah. What's coming up for you? Tell me. I'm, what are you I'm, trying to manifest right now? It's mad. It's already starting. Mm. So I, I had, I have been trying to manifest more opportunities to be in front of the camera, more opportunities to talk about my journey through sobriety, not coloring my gray, mm. uh, working with people from all different walks of life, more of that. Well, then let's talk a little bit about your journey through sobriety. Sure thing. So you said that was 2014? S correct. 2014, I stopped drinking. No, not correct. 2015, I was 35. I stopped okay. drinking alcohol. Was it difficult? There had been a few false starts. I had wanted to not be a drinker for many years, but I come from a, a culture of of heavy drinking, which I participated in and I loved mostly all the time. And I'm aware that I was drinking to excess. Was I an alcoholic? The jury's still out. I was certainly on a slippery slope. And there are plenty of alcoholics in my family on both my mom and my dad's side. And unfortunately, my dad was an alcoholic. So the genes are there. Mm. And so you just decided at 35, how did you do it? So I believe I had signs from, let's say, the universe that came in as a feather, a brick, and a truck. Signs that I was on that slippery slope and needed to stop. Things like having a few too many drinks and slipping in the bathtub and mm. bargaining with God all night that, you know, please let my back heal. I promise okay. I won't drink again. And sure enough, I go back to drinking. Uh -huh. um, I, I feel like that truck didn't arrive, but it was very near. Mm -hmm. um, I certainly feel like it lowered my vibration. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was getting plenty of work, but was showing up to work with a hangover and mm -hmm. clouded, clouded vision, brain, you know, cloudy not cloudy eyesight, but I wasn't seeing clearly. I was clouded over, brain fog, that kind of thing. And it was very easy to get swept up into this very fancy drinking culture up in Aspen where I worked a lot. So mm -hmm. 
no budget clients would throw credit cards down and I have a high tolerance for alcohol mm -hmm. and I loved drinking. And so there was plenty of that. And the other thing was I was gaining a lot of weight and tried every diet under the sun, but my blind spot was my drinking. I just was so much bigger and not happy bigger. You know, it wasn't healthy. It was inflammation and the other thing that went hand in hand with that was pain in my body, pain in my back. And so I was eating ibuprofen like it was a candy. Mm. And it was just this vicious, vicious circle. And so not drinking within a month allevi alleviated a lot of those issues, like the pain in my body. I no longer needed to hold on to something when I stood up. And so off the charts, inflammation goes away when I stop drinking. And so that's a big plus. It's only brought me big pluses. The only thing, though, is dealing with social anxiety and shyness, which mm. wasn't ever a problem when I drank alcohol. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think um, there's so much of that in in our culture, especially people who do will just have a drink to take the edge off, you know, mm -hmm. if you're meeting someone new or if you're, you know, let's say if you were doing this podcast and you were still drinking, maybe you would mm -hmm. have a drink beforehand. Just yes. To, like, oh, yeah. Up a little. yeah. I would tie, I definitely wasn't a morning drinker. I would certainly have a drink come 4 PM. It was, mm -hmm. it was an, a very familiar thing. And it's funny, you know, I, I, I hope I don't regret saying this, but I was asked to be in a photo shoot for Pharmaca way back in the day. And I was very nervous having my photo taken because I knew it was going to be used in their marketing. And so I had three beers at the Southern Sun in Boulder strong beers and <laughs> so I show up and I'm in a grand old mood all smiley get my photos taken those posters were in every window in every pharmaca all throughout California Washington State Oregon Colorado and I felt so much shame because I'm looking at my face and I'm thinking god I was drunk <laughs> why did I do that to myself? Like, why can't I just show up as me? Mm -hmm. And so I've come a long way. Well, I'm so proud of you and happy for you. Thank you, Lindsay. The thing, I feel like it's really important because there are so many people, especially because of lockdown, who are drinking a hell of a lot more. And I was a very yeah. heavy drinker. And I, every time I talk about it, people reach out looking for yeah. just some sort of a, a branch like t I, I just feel like it's part of my work is to talk about it yeah yeah no I think it's so important and I personally like I feel some similarities to your story where I feel shame around drinking my dad drank a lot when I was growing up and um there have been times where I've wanted to quit. There have been times when I have quit for health reasons and I won't drink for months and months and months. I mean, six months, a year, two years. And then, but when I do drink, I like it a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and I do have social anxiety and, um, it is something that, you know, like dating, right? Like putting myself out there after a divorce and, there's, it's a double-sided coin for me because it's like, I don't want to be cloudy, but also like there's this social anxiety of, of like meeting new people. 
I I was single. So my first marriage ended in 2010 and I was single for a number of years before I met my dearly beloved husband, Sky. I'm very blessed that he stopped drinking when I stopped drinking. He stopped for his own health reasons and I don't see him going back. I don't think I'm going back. I've never said a hard no, like I'll never, ever drink again, Mm -hmm. which I think is partly what helps me do this. It might change everything if I make it a hard no. I have choice. I I feel very empowered by that. Um, And I know it's different for everyone. Drinking's on a spectrum. For some, it's really necessary that they say, I will never drink again. Being single and being sober, I didn't do that. I can't speak to that. I feel like it would have been difficult for me because I am shy and I would get very worked up about a date. And I certainly did drink when I dated. I'm very thankful I'm with the right person, though, because we, from the beginning, always had a better time when we weren't drinking. Yeah. And so we have that going for us. That's a good thing. Yeah. Being sober with the one you love. That's, that's such a gift. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and if there's any resources that you want to suggest for anyone, any books that you read or. Um, I find social media, Instagram have a, a wonderful array of sobriety accounts also on the spectrum. Some are who are sober curious and others who are in 12 steps. And I get a lot of strength and encouragement from those, especially in the early days. Anyone can reach out to me, add me to your list, and I can message you the names of these wonderful profiles. One off the top of my head is the Sober Glow. Fantastic human. Her name's Maya. Wonderful person. And how can people find you on Instagram? My Instagram is bathwalker underscore eco beauty. I have to say that the past year has been kind of a blur for my brain. So I'm like, how many shoots have we been on together? Four? Shayla, Layla, Elizabeth, and Jen Pasteloff. That was in Brooklyn. Do you have a most memorable shoot you've ever been on? The most memorable shoot would be with Jen and Elizabeth Gilbert, Jen Pasteloff. Because they are so well known. Yeah. They're, and because it was one of these whirlwind shoots to New York and it was freezing. Freezing. <laughs> it was biting it was so cold. cold. I adore New York City. So I buzzed off that energy. Freaking love it. Um, that's the most memorable shoot because it got me out of my bubble and I got mm-hmm. to work with such big names but so relatable down to earth women they have such a good energy too yes absolutely yes the interesting thing about jen and liz is so that was my first ever shoot with yoga journal that was my first time meeting literally everyone there except for Lindsay. and they came in and i think jen hugged me like it was like (laughs) instantaneous like we're all on a team together we're all doing this wacky thing we're gonna listen to music and goof off for seven hours in like, in like negative <laughs> yeah. Yeah. laughter therapy. And so as much as there was laughter, there was also, 
I had lovely opportunities to connect with Liz about grief, which with my hospice background and my own loss with loved ones, I wanted to touch in on that with Elizabeth because as we are aware, she lost someone extremely important to her. And so I just felt like it, that's an important thing to acknowledge that it's not all mm-hmm. fun and laughter that, the, that I acknowledge that she's gone through something very big with Rhea, yeah. with the loss of Rhea. And then with Jen, Jen is, is, I think in my experience, the most unusual person I've ever met. There is only <laughs> one Jen and it is a great honor to know her. Yeah. An absolute is. honor. I adore her. She's got this gift of seeing people and connecting with people that I haven't come into contact with before or since. Yeah. She's also like a Tasmanian devil. Yeah, she's, she's like, there's no, yeah. And I love that. And I, I do better with people that are like that than I do with someone that's all buttoned up and never curse. I think our set had the F-bomb spoken about 500 times. <laughs> can Wait, can I, so Lindsay, can I share a story about shooting video for this? Yeah, of course. So it wasn't, it wasn't for the shooting, it was for the editing. And it was because there's a there's a moment in the behind the scenes footage that I took where Jen does like a, an ex, extended tree pose. What's, what's that called? Where like she does a tree pose and then she lifts her leg all the way up. Um, and and Liz is standing behind her and she just goes what the fuck and we had to cut that like we were like shaving frames off that shot to try to keep it in the behind the scenes thing and like cut out liz screaming the f word and and for it to cut to be like what the fuck yoga journal (laughs) yeah you could just see the mouth yeah, it was very moving. obvious. I remember like, this. <laughs> I remember um, it in real time. So, so much fun. And the two of them together are like the two old Muppets, Statler and Waldorf. They're just like talking shit and like then like being very kind of yogic and 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 philosophical, but also being like, I don't like this person. <laughs> yeah, they were great. Um, and Layla, Layla was a very special one, too. Oh, dear Layla, the holy lady. <laughs> she's she she's so graceful and walks her talk high vibration yes and what was a great joy for me is she's already fully involved in the clean beauty movement so a lot of what I had she already uses and that's always fun that connect is always great for me mm-hmm. um we tried Every outfit that she wore, we tried a different color. We used a different color palette. So what a great canvas for me. Yeah. And giggles, lots of laughter, but but a different type of energy than, say, working with Jen. Equally as special, different. And so very refreshing. It's always refreshing. From Catherine Budick way back in the day to working with Dr. John Dulyard for the yoga journal video series on ayurveda shayla stonechild yeah they're all they're all so special yeah i think we have are we're in a really unique position where we get to meet these amazing people month after month 
Yes. And spend like, oh, it's like a whirlwind of a time, but you cram so much into that time. And especially like with me being the reporter and you doing the makeup, I feel like we are the two people that probably speak with them the most. I was just thinking that this morning. Really? (laughs) Yes, I was. We interview them in different ways. Mine will never go to print. (laughs) You get that spotlight, lucky lady. Um, (laughs) As a makeup artist, and I imagine it's not unique to me, there is a, a, I do a better job when I know who I'm working with. So an email intro begins the process. And then when I meet them on set, I ask them things and I, I don't overstep. I certainly feel out the comfort zone, but I find we have these very in-depth conversations because as you mentioned a little earlier, when someone's in a makeup chair and they're being touched, there's this vulnerability and it happens with men too, where they open up. And so I feel privileged. I, I think you do such a great job of it. I'm Thank always, you, Nancy. I, whenever I pop in and I'm like, talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, I'm, I'm a vault. I, I am very careful about certain things that I've been told that I would never share. I'm, I, it's sacred. I mean, yeah. you can share now we're like <laughs> never I won't tell anybody if you want to just tell me all <laughs> never stays in the bath vault yeah well this has been so wonderful and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us on and offset and um is there anything any last thoughts you want to add about clean beauty movement or the your sh- work in general yes thank you thank you for having me here such, oh, such a, a fun time with my dear friends. Okay, so closing out, what I would say about clean beauty is if you haven't dipped your toe in, but you're curious, a good place to start would be something like the products you're running out of. Don't be overwhelmed that you need to replace everything. So if you're getting low on foundation, start there. Lipstick. Okay. It's something, no matter how hard we try, we will ingest. And so if you want to stop ingesting potential endocrine disruptors, I suggest you do that. Tell us more about that. Well, an example would be lead. Lead is used in, it's not necessarily in the ingredient list, but certain colors are laced with lead, which is a heavy metal. And so... FD and C dyes can have the color red in them, which is very popular in the lipstick world and goes on our lips. No matter how hard we try, it goes down into our tum-tum and whatever happens, you know, no matter, no matter the fact that we have our liver and our kidneys to help excrete things that our body doesn't want or need, it's still very taxing on our system. And so I highly recommend not not plastering our lips with that. Um, body lotion also, because we wipe it all over or rub it all over our bodies. It's good to use a clean one because our skin absorbs everything. Mm-hmm. It's our largest organ. It's our lar- largest organ. And it. I remember many years ago, I was in reflexology class and the instructor said that if you rub a clove of garlic on the sole of your foot, Within half an hour, you'll have a hint of garlic breath. 
I haven't tried it, but I believe there's truth to it. It's mm-hmm. like when I get a, a B vitamin shot, I taste it within a split second of the needle hitting the wow. artery. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And so Clean Beauty, absolutely give it a whirl. It has come a long, long way. I, I feel like everything in mainstream beauty has its equivalent in Clean Beauty and Great shops to go to would be Vert Beauty in Denver, and they have a wonderful online store. Uh, the Detox Market, Credo Beauty, Aaliyah Beauty. So these are stores that have done the footwork for us, and they sell everything that is squeaky clean. Um, do you know about Integrity Botanicals? I do. I absolutely do. I was just about to mention them. So I've bought okay. from them, and they're wonderful. That's where I first, because I used to shop at Folane, which is in Boston. Yes, I love Folane. And then when I moved out here, um, Folane has a robust website at e-commerce now, but back then it wasn't. And so mm-hmm. I found Integrity Botanicals, and that's how I was keeping up with a lot of the clean beauty that I was using. They they do a beautiful job with their sustainable packaging, too. Mm-hmm. I'm very impressed. Yes, I've bought some of my kids' products and some Fit Glow Beauty through Integrity Botanicals. And I believe it's a husband-wife founded company, which is awesome. Yeah, she always writes a little note. Yes, I agree. So it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I get that too. It's lovely. Um, okay, great. And so if anyone listening would like to book you, so you do private sessions, you do editorial and commercial? Correct. I do commercial, editorial, weddings, and private consults over video or in person for, for, the, for the latter. And I travel and hopefully internationally soon given COVID's wrapping up, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Wishful thinking. Yeah. So um, how can someone reach out to you if they're interested in booking one of your many talents? Thank you, Lynn. My website is bwmakeup.com. Perfect. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on this journey. And a million thanks to Beth for being on this very special show today. Stay up to date with Yoga Journal for more information about the future of this show. The Yoga Show is produced by me and Aviv Rubenstein. Follow our new music podcast, at Lyrics for Lunch, on social. Theme music by Amory Sievertson. More from her at Amory Music on Instagram. Until next time, for The Yoga Show, I'm Lindsay Tucker. We'll see you on the mat. Wait, I'm I'm recording. I'm recording. So this is this is bonus content. It'll just go at the end of the episode. I had mentioned that Beth should start her own podcast and Lindsay chimed in saying it should be ASMR. So Beth, Lindsay. I, I'm the person that doesn't know what that means. <laughs> do you have the, do you have the, you have your microphone? Oh, still? here it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, okay. What is, what is ASMR? Okay. So there are these series <laughs> of videos. It's a huge movement. Um, relaxing sounds, people talking, whispering, doing your makeup is the big one. So you could do one where you're just doing someone's makeup, talking to them, like just do your Beth thing, but just to the camera. That's hilarious. And yeah. if you're like soft-spoken Irish accent, it'll you'll make millions. Yeah, you'll millions. become instantly famous. Yes. <laughs> so is this what they're doing in Asia where I think in Korea you can set up a camera and and eat food and you have an audience? 
There is some eating ASMR. Have you heard of that? <laughs> there is. There's some eating ones. There's some like. There's some like just yeah, touching someone's ear ASMR. It's weird. Or like but, cleaning your ears. No, no. That is this, it sounds Gross. like a, it sounds like it's a fetish thing. Am I wrong? It so you're not wrong. Everything on the internet can be used as a fetish thing. True, true. Great right point. Not trying to yuck anybody's yum, but it is not. <laughs> it is like there's like there's like people who just like to listen to it because it. Oh, the, so do you do you experience? I listen this, to it every night. Do you do you experience the the response that you're supposed to get yeah and i have my whole life so i never knew what it was but if someone would like show me like special attention or care or like like me and my sister used to use our mom's makeup brushes and just like pretend to put makeup on each other and i would always have asmr from that um when i was a babysitter like if I was with the kids and like they would whisper, I would feel it. It's just like a tingling that you get. And ah, my husband has it on his inner arm. If you run your fingers where oh. that to me, I have a sensory overload and I want to punch the air. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, I do get that where it's like, it's like a frizzing response where you're like, you get like kind of like the chills, but in a good way. Like when you listen yeah. to really great music or something. Yeah. Have either of you heard of misophonia? No. So I didn't know that what I had has a name, but it's this condition where you get really agitated by certain sounds and some people even feel rage. Wait, doesn't Uh, everyone feel that for some sounds? Well, certain sounds that wouldn't trigger anyone else trigger me in my household. For example, rattling chip bags. People oh, eat, you people would hate eat. ASMR. Chip okay. bags is an ASMR I, thing. Guys, I, I have no control over my mouth or my body if I'm premenstrual and someone is eating chips around me. I want to do an household. experiment. I want to hear it's what you sound problem, like. I'm like Rah! I had to laugh because I read an article about it and I thought, God, that's me. I have a name. It's, it's, it, this has a name. It's misophonia. So it's, I think this is the op- maybe the opposite of it ASMR. It sounds yeah. like it. Because I remember when I was doing my ASMR research for the story that I wrote, there was I read that there is some like opposite spectrum where people that hear the same kind of ASMR sounds experience rage. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody even Googled, it came up in my search, is misophonia a mental illness? <laughs> Which had me roaring laughing because sometimes it feels like it is. Do you have... Do, Lindsay, do you have a, a sound that when you hear it, you get full of rage? Other than my voice? <laughs> I mean, your voice is definitely it's up pretty there high, I know, me. yeah. Yeah. Um, Mine is styrofoam. Oh, yeah. Styrofoam Ooh, is really bad. My mind. Yeah. Obviously, nails on a chalkboard. Like, oh. I, I just thought about nails on a chalkboard, and I immediately felt physically bad. That, that must be misophonia. Nails mm. on a chalkboard? It must be. You're, it's not a thing you can control. It is like literally a, 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 physical, a physical response. response to that sound. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'm thinking about it. Movie theaters. I love yeah. going to the movies, but that. Wait. Mm-mm. Too loud? People munching on oh, popcorn and brownie bags. No That's another ASMR I just, category. I, I, think it, I just don't think it's right that they sell food in movie ah. theaters. It's not right okay. for Beth Walker. <laughs> Don't go to the movies with Aviv. He like double fists I do, popcorn. I, I would I have a hard time with that. All the popcorn before the movie starts. 
For weekly yoga, meditation, and breathing exercises from some of the world's best teachers, check out our sister podcast, The Practice, at yogajournal.com slash podcasts.